Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. We're here to make you money, and we have a terrific show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Sign up for an account and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. That's PlayUp.com. Don't forget, Cash with Flash Best Bets. We've got you covered in all the major U.S. sports, daily free picks, premium betting packages. We've got you covered. Head on over to cashwithflash.com and cash with flash. And also get a hold of a couple of deals. Kindle editions of Betting Baseball 101 and Betting Football 101, both available during the holidays for the low price of $4.99 each. You can get those at Amazon. All right, it is time to cue the music. Jamie and Smith, you are in the house. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, my guy? How you doing? I'm trying my best. How are you? Hey, I am doing fine. I am doing fine, man. I like we were just talking, man. Long day in traffic, though. Ugh. Ugh. But hey, you know what? While you were sitting in traffic, you can celebrate to yourself uh-huh. a 4-0 record for your team. Yeah, man. <laughs> Go Cougars. Go Cougars. Go Cougars, Go man. Go Cougars. 4-0, man. Off to a great start. You have a game Saturday. Then next Wednesday, our rival come in. Uh-oh. So, yeah. It's, it's like Duke, North Carolina. Oh, It's is that bad right? blood. And they're like five minutes away from us. Really? So, so the kids all know each other too, right? Yeah. They know each other from the rec leagues, football, park ball, this, that, and the other. So, yeah. It's going to be... It's gonna be like my own, uh, like my friend said. Where it's gonna be pandemonium. Pandemonium busting loose. <laughs> well, here's what I'll tell you, Cougars. You break the spread. You break the press like you did in the video I saw, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be hard to beat. Yeah, man. Yeah. So we prepared them. Like shout out to my assistant coach, uh, Coach Rock. He's also into this betting, parlays, gambling. He's into all of that. We seen each other a lot of time. But yeah, man, he helped me. Like I implement the game plan, and he drill it, drill it, drill it um, for me. And, it was that, and it's working to perfection, man. So we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep it going. Two hands are better than one, or four hands are better than one. Two heads are better yes, than sir. one. Yes, sir. All I know is that ball didn't. The video I saw, uh-huh. the ball didn't touch the ground. Charlie Coles, we, have, we have a drill that the ball don't touch the ground. Oh yeah, they we, did it in perfection. See, we had the same one in high school. Charlie Coles ran it. And he mm-hmm. was pretty good coach too. So good for you guys! Congratulations to the Henderson Cougars. Go Cougars! Go Cougars! Go Cougars! <laughs> I like it. Oregon yeah. Ducks. Speaking of animals, <laughs> yeah. Friday night we've got championship football, Pac-12 championship football. 
Right. And I don't know about you, but I got mm-hmm. the dog fired up already for Saturday. Uh-huh. I got the Philly burgers in the freezer. Mm. Mama's going to be working all day. Mm-hmm. So me and the dog are going to hang out and watch nothing but football. <laughs> I hope you got, I hope you got a, good, a good cold 12 ready. No, no, I had to stop that. I had a little issue with my health here. Oh. Yeah, okay. just for a minute. But you oh. know what? Uh, I'll tell you offline. But uh, okay. you can already tell in my voice that something might not be right. But uh, at the end of the day, we're just going to hang, eat. I got some milk bones, some big bonies mm. <laughs> for her. She's fired up. 10-pound box I got. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. We got to look after our people here, man. And we're just going to watch nothing but football. But it all starts on Friday night with the Oregon Ducks. They are two-and-a-half-point I guess you'd call them the away team, away dogs. Mm-hmm. And they're taking on the Utah Utes. The total is 58 points. This is a neutral field. Who do you like and what's up with this game? Oh, man. I am leaning towards the um, – I like the Utah Utes, man. I like, I, like, I, like the, I like the Utah Utes in this game. I just like um, um, the defense. They're stifling. I think they're going to slow uh, Oregon down. So whatever the case may be, take the under in this. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring up-and-down affair. I think it's going to be a slow – it's going to be sort of a Big Ten type of game on Friday night. I don't think it's going to be the old-school uh, Pac-10 after dark shootout type of thing going on. Um, I think that Utah is going to be ready. Uh, Oregon's quarterback, he's been struggling just a little bit, just a, a little bit. But um, I think that Utah, their defense is going to stifle is going to stifle their offense. Oregon just beat Oregon State, but Oregon State is not Utah, man. U- Utah, all their games are just like, what's the, how can I, it's almost like playing uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the 8-8 Pittsburgh Steelers. Excuse, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, sure. A team just going to hit you in the mouth. That's yes. what Utah you see is. They're just going to hit you in the mouth. Kyle yep. Woodham, man, has been there for a long time. Uh, they're going to come out. They're going to run the ball. That's mm-hmm. what Utah do. They run the football. Yes, they, they do. They, they run the football. Uh, Tavion Thomas, it says, coming off his uh, fifth 100-yard game of the season, had 142 yards against uh, Colorado. He's the 22 to get the 1,000-yard uh, rusher. He's going in the quarterback Cameron Rising. Hey man, he he's averaged only 178 yards passing, but we got a, a defense in a running game. His job is just not to make mistakes, and that's it. That's what he's been doing a good job of of doing. So uh, I think Utah win this one. I give it 24-21. Woo! Now see, I'm not ready to make that. I guess you know what? I guess I'm going to because this is I'm going to do that. You know mm-hmm. what? I am going to do that. The first thing, you mentioned Cameron Rising. Mm-hmm. You know why I like him? It's not because he's a great quarterback. He's only a sophomore. He's just a kid. Mm-hmm. But you know what he was able to do? He exposed Charlie Brewer in such a way that Charlie Brewer got benched mm-hmm. and took his uniform and went and hit the transfer portal for the second time in his college career. Yeah. Man, skip that kid. You know what, Cameron? I'm serious. If you can, I'm, you know what? These kids are so lucky today, Jay. In, yep. in my day, you couldn't go anywhere, right? 
You you saw the first lesson they taught you. They told us that at freshman orientation. Bo Schembechler, AD. This is your first big decision. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. And, and these kids don't have to. They get to get mulligans, right. do overs. I'm not very good here. I'm not very good there. Where are you going to be good, son? Seriously. <laughs> Probably in the rec league next year in your touch football league is where you're going to find that fella. But Cameron Rising has thrown one interception in his last five games. And this other kid, Anthony Brown, is a nice player, by the way. I like this kid, too. This kid from Oregon, his quarterback, mm-hmm. he, he throws the ball in the end zone a little more often maybe than Cameron does. Uh, he's only thrown one interception in his last five starts. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Or five games. Uh, he came in for Ty Thompson, and he, and he pretty much – has been the guy ever since. Right. I like that. I love the Utah defense, though. Holy smokes. When you said Pittsburgh Steelers, you're talking about Jack Ham and all those guys. Yeah. Mel Blount. And, or even and, you fast forward to the Palomalu, James, Har- James Harrison. You know, those those guys. Um, yeah, the Steel Curtain defense, like you just mentioned. I just think that Oregon don't have the skills, guys, to sort of take the top off the uh, of, of the um, secondary or the skills guy, they got they got a bunch of small, quick guys. That's not going to work against Utah. They have nobody physical. They're going to try and out quick them, out smart them, out dink them, out dunk them. And Kyle Woodham and that defense is just going to be too smart and too tough for that. So that makes sense to me. Now the other the other side of the coin on the on the total, mm-hmm. no. I'm staying under. Uh, that's 58 points. That's a lot. This is a championship game. First of all, these kids are going to be nervous, so you might as well forget that first quarter. Yeah. And it's in a neutral place, mm-hmm. an unfamiliar territory. It's just like basketball, these college games. If you play the neutral court, play the unders, you're going to have a better chance of cashing. Mm-hmm. And this is the same thing to me. I didn't like the way Oregon played uh, two weeks ago when they got smoked by 31 by the same Utah team in mm-hmm. Utah. Right, but you know what? It's the same thing. It's another road game. It's different because it's a road game for both. But, but there's no what's that? Good. I was about to say, but I would say that I would say Utah would have a sort of an advantage because the game is in Las Vegas. Well, yeah, they they have a slight advantage there, sure. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is this Oregon team. They underperformed this year. What are they? Ten and two. That's a pretty good record. Mm-hmm. But they blew it opening day. I think. I think they lost somebody. I can't remember the game they lost, but it lo- didn't look very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was they beat Ohio State. Did they beat Ohio State? Yeah, they beat Ohio State. Okay, I'm thinking of Oregon State. My 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 bad. Anyway, end of the story is they haven't looked the same since, and, and they're not going to. Utah is a smoking team, man. And they already knocked Oregon out of a chance to bake the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to piss them off a little bit. But I don't think that these kids from Oregon State have the type of talent that playing angry is going to help them. And I'm right. going to go with Utah. I'm going to lay the two and a half. And <laughs> I'm going to go with the under 58. I'm going to join you in the under. Mm, smart man. I, I'm doing my best, you know, Bing to try bong. to keep being. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, don't get me started on that guy. But uh, <laughs> that bing bong only comes up when he bing bongs. When he loses, you don't hear a shit from these guys. But anyway, Baylor. Baylor's mm-hmm. taking on Oklahoma State on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The Big 12 championship. 
Right. Oklahoma State is a five and a half point favorite, and the total is forty six and a half. Jay, you got two really good teams here. Who do you like here? Yeah, man. Um, Oklahoma State got to be the quietest one loss team in college football history. Yeah, huh? Like no one nobody talks has, about that, man. <laughs> like nobody has paid any attention to them. They haven't said anything about them. They don't care. It's like they don't care about them. They haven't got any respect. But I tell you one thing about this Oklahoma State. And, and Mike Gundy stared there, and he, he he's uh he's a man. And he's forty. That's what he's been known for at Oklahoma, at Oklahoma State. But he's had a pretty successful career uh, at Boone Pickett Stadium. I will say this about Oklahoma State in Baylor. Um, Oklahoma State is not your typical Big Twelve air it out team. They're sort of similar to Utah of how they play. Right, they run the ball. They play very stout defense, and they make the right plays defensively to get you um to win the games. They're well coached. They're not gonna make mistakes. I think I'm gonna go with Oklahoma State in this game. Baylor. I just think their quarterback. He's just not gonna have enough to overcome that that or, that Oklahoma State defense, as you seen last week in Bedlam. Hey, he they destroyed the whole program. Oklahoma. They got coaches leaving. Got people entering the transfer portal. Like <laughs> after Bedlam, it was over with. So I'm, I'm, I think Oklahoma State. They're hot. They looking for a chance to get this, this college football playoff for the first time. I'm gonna go with uh, Oklahoma State. I like Oklahoma State, but you know, back to the game last week with Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley was already leaving. Right. I mean, he already left. Who knows what he put out there that day? If he gave right. his best ev- best effort, or he was probably still happy from the big money he just signed for out west. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You saw the way he's getting. Good God, man! I wouldn't pay him that much. Jesus. I mean, he. I don't even think about him as a coach. So I mean, okay, <laughs> you know something? When you're coaching a program like Oklahoma or Ohio State. Uh, Alabama, you don't have. They're not there just for the coach. They're there because of a winning program. Okay, the coach has something to do with that, but it's a hell of a lot easier to recruit at Oklahoma than it is to recruit, say, at Baylor or Oklahoma right. State. And uh-huh. you know, it's just like Michigan. I heard a little rumor from the newsletter I get, the alumni newsletter or whatever, that uh, more recruits. They're expecting at Michigan because of the big win against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Good for them. You know what? Good for them. But this Oklahoma State team, you're right. No one talks about them at all. Nah. They, they are a good football team. You know yeah. what? Because they're not sexy enough for everybody yeah, they're else. Not sexy. Yeah, you know what? But football is a dirty sport. And I take the dirty birds every day. Mm-hmm. And, and let me tell you something. That Oklahoma State defense is for real. Yeah. That's Lincoln Riley. Um, of course, he's not commenting on Oklahoma anymore since he walked out on them. And that's fair, by the way. He's free to choose whatever job he wants. I would have hoped for their kid's sake that he would not have coached that game Saturday. Mm. You know, because he really, he already left. I mean, I know he, who knows what he told his kids in the locker room. We don't know. But at the end of the day, Baylor, Baylor's a nice team. When Jerry Bohannon is the quarterback. Yeah, Bohannon, yeah, he's questionable. He's, yeah, he missed last week because of a hamstring. I I doubt that he plays. You know, the kid has a future. 
Blake Shapin is a nice player, though. He, he did a nice job. He's thrown a couple t- He threw a couple touchdown yeah. passes against Texas Tech. Yeah. That was a close game, though, for Baylor. Yeah. That will. shouldn't have been, in my opinion. That right. shouldn't have been that close. Right. And that scares me. Oklahoma, I'm going to take Oklahoma State. I'm leaving the total alone because who knows what's going to happen there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This is a national, nationally televised game at noon. They're all by themselves. The whole country will be watching for sure. And you know what? Oklahoma State covers in this one. Minus five and a half. That's what I like here. Oklahoma State, minus five and a half. I'll give them the hook because I think Oklahoma State's going to smack them. <laughs> I I just I'm not a fan of Baylor. I like their basketball team better than I like their football team. Yeah, I, I'm just not a fan of these guys transferring the way they do over little things. He benched me. Yeah, well, play better, dude. <laughs> I mean, play better. Yeah. What, what, what what's the deal? You, you think you're going to get in the NFL by jumping from school to school? I think that you're sadly mistaken. But I I guess. That's up to his parents to talk to him about. Perhaps they should. Um, Sunday's football. We got <laughs> Sunday football. We also have, we're recording this on Thursday night, even though the pub, the the show publishes on Friday morning early. But yeah. we're gonna go out on a limb and talk some NFL football for Sunday. Jamian, yes sir. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and your Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> My. Your Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> you love them as much as you love pistachio pudding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm in the city of Atlanta, but I am a, as you everyone knows, I'm a diehard die Cowboys fan. Diehard. But, but with the Falcons, I have no, like, it's some people who stay here who hates the Falcons, and I don't understand why. I don't hate the Falcons at all, you know. I wish them much success and wish them, wish them the best. But, you know, um, they had to win against Jacksonville. It was ugly. Yeah, it Very was. I watched ugly. that game, though. Huh? I watched that game. Oh, yes. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I I turned to it a couple of times just to see for betting purposes but uh, and fantasy purposes. But it, it was an ugly game. It was an ugly game. And Tampa Bay – if they do what they did against the Colts for the rest of the season, they're going to be a tough out again. They ran the football with Fournette like nobody's business. Right. Yeah, I had him on my fantasy Brady team at DraftKings. Grunt did have a big game, but you didn't hear about Mike Evans. You didn't hear about uh, Chris Godwin. It was the Fournette and Grunt show. That is Bra- That's the Brady special. Yep. Running backs, tight end. That's yep. what Brady loves. And I had both of them on my DraftKings roster. Oh, man, I'm sure you racked up big time. Well, let me put it to you this way. I, I, I'm I, I'm not upset about how my NBA season is going anymore. Mm-hmm. I turned it around a little bit. We're still under, but that's okay. I got a long time ago. But you know what? That's the way it is with Tampa Bay. I like what you just said there because that's true. That's like a dream come true for Tom Brady, a, a yeah. power running back who, who can catch the ball too. Mm-hmm. And Gronk. Yeah. And he threw to the other kid, Cameron Braid, a couple Cameron times. Cameron Braid too. a few times. O.J. Howard got in the mix. Sure. But they steamrolled. The Colts the the did everything they could offensively to win that game. Except they, win. Jonathan, you said what? Except win. Except win. <laughs> Jonathan, they, bought, they did bottle up Jonathan Taylor early, 
but he got along. He got he got to it late. Carson Wentz had a pretty good day throwing the football. He threw a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Zach Pascal, I believe, caught one, and T.Y. Hilton caught one. But the way uh, Leonard Fournette road grade the Colts, man, if they – the Falcons, you know, the, the, the defense – okay, let's call it space, but the defense thing. They, they're, oh, not a good ter- they're not a very talented defense at all. No. Not a very – they got Grady Jarrett, maybe Deion Jones, A.J. Tour. They got three guys who are maybe National Football League players. Right, okay. On on their defense. Okay. If Tom Brady have his way with Gronk and Fournette, it's going to be a long day. And the crazy part about it is for the Falcons, they play better on the road than at home. I don't know what's going on, but I don't know if they – only thing they want a home game yet, if, if I'm not mistaken. You're all not mistaken. Win- they're 0-4-0 at home. Yeah, all their wins have been on the road, man. So I think that streak continues. They're catching a – a hot Tampa Bay team, uh, a pissed off Brady team. Cause you know when he lost to the Washington football team, you know he don't like losing like that. Especially got, to a team he, like that. Yeah, to a team like that who got he got outplayed by Taylor Heineke. Oh no, that that lit some middle. But they found something with this Fournette. If the Falcons cannot stop the run, it's going to be a long day at Mercedes Benz on 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 Sunday. Okay, that, I like that. I'm not going to make a pick tonight. I can't. But what I can do is give you got enough information so that when you head on over to Cash with Flash on Saturday night, you cash with Flash. That 43-19-1 run is still live and in color, by the way. And, and that's a beautiful thing. We're going to hit a double tonight with the Dallas Cowboys and the under. Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't go against Dallas. Even though they sucked in offense the last two, two of the last three weeks and let me down, they mm. only let me down 50% of the time after tonight. <laughs> which is okay, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. are 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games as as a favorite of 10.5 points or greater. Mm. They usually cover when it's a big number. That's one of the things that, that I like about that team. They really do. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta's just really, really rough. They're just really, really rough. And... I, I don't know what to say. I, Matt Ryan is a quality quarterback. Yeah. I, I don't – if the fan – I know the fans give him a hard time, mm-hmm. but he's done pretty good for them if you think about it. Yeah, he's done excellent. They got to the Super Bowl. They lost to a pretty good team. Okay, they blew a big lead, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Corderell Patterson, if you're playing fantasy, there's your guy because he's going to do the things – that damaged Tampa Bay from the backfield. He's going to catch balls out of the backfield. I don't think he's going to run between the tackles against that Tampa Bay team. Yeah. But and, and, you know, when you look at Tampa Bay, there's a big knock that they play down to their competition. But that number, 5-0 and oh against the spread is a favorite of 10.5 points or better, kind of tells mm. me that that's not true, mm-hmm. that they do play over their comp. You know, okay, they had a tough time with Indianapolis. I thought they were going to lose that game, actually. But they Mm -hmm. did come out and win, and that's good for them, I guess. The only thing that gives me pause on this total, I would love to pull the strings on this total of Mm 50.5. But if Tampa Bay plays the type of defense that they played against Indianapolis, which is a very good offensive football team, Mm -hmm. Atlanta's going to have a tough time because they don't have any weapons other than the kid plays tight end pits. 
mm-hmm. and 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 Patterson. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's pretty much. all they got. Defensively, they they allow the thirty first most points in a game. Yeah, they ain't much farther behind in offense. They're twenty seventh. You're right. That's not good. Now I'm going to give you a play, just a free play. Take Tampa Bay in to win the first quarter on the money line, mm. or the spread, whatever it is, because they're the number one scoring team in the NFL in the first quarter. Whereas Atlanta gives up is 22 mm. on defense. That's how much they allow. I mean, they're awful, and I don't know what else to say about them. Mm-hmm. But I would have to say <laughs> if uh, I might leave this alone, we'll see what happens with the spread. We'll see. But man, Tampa Bay looks pretty good there. Now, Arizona. Arizona is going to be an interesting out the rest of the way. Because you got an injury with Kyler Murray, and who knows what's going to happen there. You got Hopkins, who's banged up, but they're seven and a half point away favorites against the the Bears, the Chicago <laughs> Bears, and the spread. The total is forty three and a half. Mm. Um, I think if Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins plays, they can easily cover this spread and go with the, and go over. Uh, Kyler Murray, it, when him and Hopkins was in the lineup. Arizona was rolling. They looked like Super Bowl rolling. contenders. They were rolling. Um, he gets hurt. Colt McCoy has done a substantial job. He's held down the fort about as good as you can ask. But you need your MVP cal- uh, candidate quarterback, and you need your all-pro wide right receiver for them to make this run in December. December is where, it's where football is most important in the NFL. They're going to need them to hold off the uh, the Rams and – the 49ers who's trying to make a little run and trying to and also trying to get the number one seed. You're not just playing for a division. You're playing for the number one seed. You got Tampa Bay, who we talked about earlier. You got Green Bay. You got Dallas in the mix, who we spoke a little bit uh, a little bit about earlier. You got these all these teams in the mix coming for their number one spot. So they're trying to see can they hold on to it. Not and also on top of that, they got a coach who's going into a contract here. So a lot of things is going on for. Uh, top, for oh, not sorry, not top, but for Arizona, uh, uh, but I think the Arizona Chicago's a bad football team. They're they're bad. Yeah. They're oh, bad. Yeah. Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. It doesn't matter me, you, Jimmy, man. It doesn't matter who's the quarterback. They're bad. They're bad. The offensive line is bad. They run the game stinks. Uh, Allen Robinson been hurt most of the year. Think he's supposed to be coming back, but I think Chicago they, they've had enough of nagging. I think they've had that thing. They've turned tuned them out, turned them off, and Arizona will put the dagger in them on on Sunday. You know what? That could be very well true too, because this is a team that's uh, six and oh uh, against the spread on the road. Their 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 only times they dropped when it was against the spread we were at home, mm-hmm. and still they're nine and two. And they got impressive wins on the road as well. Yeah, they don't play. And even if Kyler Murray doesn't play, this team's going to win. Because, quite frankly, Chicago, their defense hasn't been the same since it was historically good in 2018. Mm. And, unfortunately, this is 2021. You know, I remember writing this post or this, well, I guess it would be a blog post for a company called BetQL in 2019. And Mm. I talked about that Bears historically good defense (coughs) in 2018. Historically good means historically good, and mm-hmm. they haven't matched that since. 
Now Khalil Mack is out. They've got all kinds of injuries. Duke Shelley, they put him on the uh, on the uh, injured reserve list. They've got so many guys. They're linebackers. They've got third string linebackers hurt. Right. This is and now I see Cole Komet, the tight end, who's been Uh-oh. doing a little bit of work. It looks like he's questionable. Also, it's just awful to look at. Justin Fields is probable. But they just don't have enough on either side of the ball. And I guess it wouldn't matter who the quarterback is. If 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 it's not Kyler Murray, for example, mm-hmm. that under is in play at 43 and a half. Mm. But outside of that, I just don't see how they can how you can bet this game unless you know who's quarterbacking. Right. I mean, really, that's a lot of points. Seven and a half points, a lot of wood to lay on the road. And I know that this is a good team, but it's primarily a good team because of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm going to just like wait and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's might as I, well. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. Cause I mean, I, what's the point? I'm not, I, I'll, I'll, I'll put the pickup Saturday night and, and mm-hmm. this game will probably be in it along with this one coming up. The last game on the docket for us, Jay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got the Chargers and the Bengals. And this one should be interesting because it's a 50.5 point total. And the Bengals are three-point home favorites. Go ahead. What do you think here? Oh, man. Is it me or are the Chargers are fickle? They have an identity crisis. Schizophrenic, I call it. Schizophrenic. One week they look like a Super Bowl contending team. The next week they look like crap. Yeah. And they started out hot 3 and 0, but 2 and 0, 3 and 0, 3 and 1, whatever it made they started out. But ever since then they have fluctuated of looking like Super Bowl team to looking like crap. Super yeah. Bowl crap. No in between at all. None. <laughs> no in between. Uh they rely too much they rely too much on uh, Herbert um, they gotta get a running game going. They gotta get a running game. Austin Eckler, he's he's nice. Okay, don't get me wrong. Austin Eckler is nice, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you gotta get somebody to go go in between them tackles, man. You gotta go somebody to get the tough yards, go in between them tackles, and make life easier for it. You got a Ferrari at quarterback, and they treat him like a a a, a, a Nissan Altima. <laughs> you gotta take care of this kid, man. That, yeah. You know, the Cleveland, imagine Justin Herbert on the Cleveland Browns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, teams, right? teams that's struggling for a quarterback who has good teams or on the Minnesota Vikings or something. Like, you got to take care of this kid, man. Run the football. Make life easier for him. The defense, you got stars on the defensive end. This defense are letting you down. The defense not coming to play every week. And it's all and it's all. Crazy man, you don't understand it because they are so talented. They got a star almost at every position. And you don't understand <laughs> why they are in a dog fight with everybody every week. But every on the flips, but on the flip side, I love the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. I was high on them in the preseason. I was high on them in the offseason. Jamar Chase is a stud. Joe Burrow is the real deal. Joe Mixon is the guy. And I got some inside information in Cincinnati. But that defense, Sam Hubbard. Is the man? They're gonna beat the hell out of the LA Chargers. You know what? You know what? No, no, you know what? Phil, you know what? I was done with the Chargers when that game against Baltimore, where they quit. Oh yeah, uh-huh. that's when I was done with them. Oh, 
That was one of the most pathetic displays of games I've ever seen. That's and I think the same thing's gonna happen Sunday when they go to Cincinnati. Could be. It's gonna be cold there too. I got some numbers here if you're interested. Uh the Chargers are 0 4 against the spread in their last four games on field turf. <laughs> wow. Chargers are 0 4 against the spread in their last four against the AFC. Mm. Chargers are one and five against the spread in their last six games overall. Mm. I tell you, you know, I go back and forth with the Cincinnati team. Like four weeks ago on this show, on our Monday show, because mm-hmm. we we put out who's for real and who's not, and we kind of mm-hmm. like call it our own power version of power rankings. Mm-hmm. And we had Cincinnati in there, and then they dropped two straight. I haven't seen the Chase the uh, LSU combo doing a whole lot recently, but you know what? That's the NFL. Film catches you, and you have to look other ways to win. And you know what? Joe Burrow does that. The question I have, though, is does, do the Chargers have enough heart to come into Cincinnati as underdogs and smack these people in the nose? That's a great question. I don't think they got it, man. That's the problem because I don't think they do either. All I know is Pittsburgh's a pretty damn good team. And I know that people don't like them and they they went for whatever reason and they, they think Tomlin's not as good as others think, but Mike Tomlin's probably a Hall of Famer or is a Hall of Famer or will be. And he's never had a losing season at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And yet they treated them like <laughs> snot rags. Yeah. And, and don't say anything about T.J. Watt because he was on the field. We just didn't see much of him because they contained him pretty good. Yeah. Okay, he threw a touchdown and an interception against Pittsburgh. Yeah, but look, he didn't have to do a whole lot. Plus, it was a nasty day, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Herbert? I like Justin Herbert, but come on, really? How are you 1-5 against the spread when you're like a traveling all-star team? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it, is it the L.A. thing? Because the Rams are the same way. I don't, you know, that's the other thing with the Rams is I don't know what happened to them, but all I can tell you is Matthew Stafford has more touchdowns to opposing players than he does to Cooper Cup over the last four weeks. Mm-hmm. And remember, Cup had 10 touchdowns right out of the gate almost. Right. That makes no sense. Is it L.A.? Could be. But look, they got to travel, and, and it used to be always bet against the West Coast team at a 1 o'clock game. And I get that, but that's not the case anymore. There's more parity in the NFL now. These guys get there earlier in the week. But come on, really? Three right. points is all they're spotting? Is somebody, maybe there's a reason for that. But uh, right now, if I had to make the play tonight, I'm taking the Bengals in minus three. Oh, yeah. That's a no-brainer. Now, the question that I have, though, is why are they so low? Mm. Why is that spread so low? Um, I don't have the money line in front of me, but I'm going to pull that up, and then I'll tell you why. But but at the end of the day, this kid, this Burrow, think about this, folks. Joe Burrow spent four years at Ohio State waiting for his chance. In front of him was Dwayne Haskins mm-hmm. and Julius Fields, or Justin Fields, sorry. Mm-hmm. Julius Fields is my 
friend's son. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, bottom line is, I just don't understand how Joe Burrow couldn't start at Ohio State, but yet he goes to LSU, goes on to win the Heisman, goes on to win the national championship, goes on to the NFL and stars right away, and those others are still struggling. And I think that's part of the chip, part of the edge that Burrow carries with him. Is He was passed by to the point he had no choice but to uh, leave school after four years and, and play his super senior season at LSU. Good for him. Yeah. And, I, and, and at the end of the day, you can bet your last nickel that uh, they're not going to uh, – they being the Chargers are mm-hmm. not going to walk away very impressed with Mr. Burrow because they're not going to see much of him Sunday because he's probably going to play three quarters because I think <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals is going to smash this team because to be honest, you can't be one in five against the spread with that roster. I'm sorry, but you can't. Now look at the money line; it's minus one sixty-five. Nah, that doesn't make sense for three points. Something else is fuck going on. And at the end of the day, right now, I would say take the Bengals. We'll look into it further. We'll have picks on Sunday or Saturday. I mean, mm. great stuff today, partner. Hey man, can I can I say one thing before we get out of here? Please do. I am a you know I'm a diehard Atlanta Braves fan. This this Freddie Freeman situation is bothering me. Okay, go ahead. Tell us about Freddie. We got some time before the Cowboys game starts. <laughs> Freddie Freeman has gave his life. He almost died a couple of years ago. Okay. He's given his career. He's given his all to this Atlanta Braves organization. For them to not have locked him up by now is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> well. It's, it's atrocious. Yes. Woo. At the same time, it okay. is a business. Yes, it is. So it's almost like I'm prepared. I'm preparing myself. For him to go to L.A. I thought about this way in June, July. I'm like, we need to have a, I'll tell my friend, we need to have a conversation about this Freddie Freeman. He ain't re-signed. What if he goes out and win the MVP again? This is when I didn't think it was going to win the World Series. I was like, what if he go out and just, you know, just, just, you know, like, maybe we, even before the trade deadline, I was like, maybe we should trade him to get some assets before he just walk away, you know? Uh, then they, they made the trades and ended up winning the World Series. But it, it was like every play I, I was telling every playoff series, his price is double. His price is triple. His tr- his price is quadrupled now. What I'm hearing the Dodgers uh, may offer seven two fifty. That's out of the Braves lead. I'm and then we got the the lockout just happened. I got a feeling he's gone, Phil. I'm sorry. Okay. Cause I I kinda have some inside information on this and I think okay. he's gonna stay. And, and the reason I think he is, I think they were trying to work something out. It didn't work out. But now no one can work out because they're locked Lock out. out. Okay. And that bought them some time. Okay. Freddie Freeman is is probably one of the most loyal kids on that team. I He's love been him. through a lot. You know that COVID thing? You know yeah. what I appreciated? That this tough guy, right? This tough guy goes out there and he tells everybody, I felt like a six-year-old. I thought I was going to die. I was in a fetal position in my bed. And, and, and that brought it all home for us because a lot of us hadn't experienced it up close and personal. Mm-hmm. But he, being straight as he always is, mm-hmm. good for him. And you know something? He deserves every penny that the Dodgers want to pay him. Mm-hmm. But he already has more than he needs. 
He has generational wealth, and he will continue to have generational wealth. Okay, you just made me feel better. I, I do my best, but at the end of the day, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I would have to think that Atlanta is not going to let this kid walk. Okay. There's no way. I don't okay. care how much money you have to spend or, or how can. much money they have you available. Cannot. He's 32 years old. He got at least five, six years left in his, in his prime. Look, if they give him a four-year deal with an option, a team option for the fifth, he'll take it. Mm. He don't want to go nowhere. Mm. Look, look at this kid, the way he played baseball for that team when they when they were awful. Yeah, man. Yeah. Look at the way he played baseball with them when they were good, the same way. Yeah. Look at the kid, how he wears his uniform. He's proud of that Braves uniform. And you can't, and you can't replace a guy like that. And you shouldn't have to either. So <laughs> I would say to hold off on that, don't worry about any of those things. Okay. The, they have a way of taking care of themselves. I think what they're worried about is Acuna and what they're going to be able to do, because at some point they're going to have to pay some of these guys. And I think they're going to find a way to do that because we already see Alex Anthopoulos does not let his players leave unless Mm -hmm. he trades them. I would think that they had a handshake deal before the All-Star game. I think they're trying to work it all out. Maybe the Atlanta Braves wanted to look into a couple of other signings, needed Mm -hmm. to find out how much that was going to cost, then go back to Freddie and say, "Hey, look, this is what we can do. We can. You already know that you own the city of Atlanta. You are Atlanta. Right. You're going to always be Atlanta. You're going to be in the Ring of Honor with my friend Leo Mazzoni and a whole bunch of other guys mm-hmm. at some point. And, and you're not going to get any of those things if you sign a rich contract with the Dodgers. Mm. He's staying. Ah, thank you. I, I do my best." <laughs> Great stuff today, partner. Well done. No problem, man. Hey, love it, love it, love it. You can find Jamian on Twitter at Mr. Out of Line. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. I want to thank Jamian for being here. I want to thank PlayUp for sponsoring us. Don't forget CashWithFlash.com for all your sports betting needs. Free picks, premium packages. We have it all. Until next time, y'all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly, Ladies and gentlemen, My mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.